Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hog Talk Podcast is brought to you by Heinemann Services. Heinemann Services is a family owned and operated business whose work ethic and customer service will restore your confidence in handyman. They offer interior and exterior projects for your home or business, including repairs, installations, small remodels, landscaping, decks, fencing, and much more. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. Since 1984, Max's Garage, located at 1010 South Rock Street in Sheridan, Arkansas, has been your one-stop shop for all of your auto repair needs, including tune-ups, oil changes, transmission repairs, and even body work. Stop by or give them a call today at 870-942-4612. Again, that's 870-942-4612. going on, Arkansas Razorback fans, SEC fans everywhere. Welcome to the Hog Talk Podcast. I'm your Friday host, Ty Hudson. I hope you guys have had a wonderful week so far. I had a very small win, uh, window this fine July 16th afternoon to get this recorded and done. So I, I will be, I'll be going solo on this bad boy. Hope you guys have had a great week. We, uh, over on the Pig Trail, on the Pig Trail Network YouTube channel, we had a, uh, a birthday stream for yours truly here, and we played uh, Call of Duty, and we talked, we talked to Arkansas Razorback Athletics a little bit. I think I, I only went on like one rant, I think. I think I went on a small uh, LSU cheating, LSU sucks rant. Didn't go on for very long. Um... But a special shout out if you were if you're listening to this and you're able to make that I do appreciate it. I do appreciate you guys uh, coming through those those live shows as well. Typically Mondays and Fridays between five and seven p.m. Um, so there's there's not a lot out there, but there is we you know look we're gonna go into the 2022 class. We're gonna talk about what the in-state prospects what that what that class looks like in the state of Arkansas because I'm I think it could be the best state they've the best in-state class what I'm trying to say that they've had it in a while we're gonna go in the uh, rumors on the 2020 college football schedule or at least in the SEC what that could just the rumors that are out there and what it could look like what the Razorback schedule could possibly look like we're gonna talk about a certain prospect out in Greenland Arkansas Getting a, a a committable offer from the University of Arkansas. He's a part of the 2022 class. There's some more. Uh, we got some crystal ball news over on 247, and just some some stuff here and there. 
some stuff here and there. So Arkansas, as of today, Governor Hutchinson came out and said, masks are going to be mandatory throughout the state. Uh, I'm not, look, I, I'm, I've just gotten to the point where talking about COVID is, it, it's, it's our life now. Like you have to talk about it to some degree. I'm going to try to to completely avert it. I'm just look. Um, it sucks. I think I'm, I'm not. I'm not a part of the conspiracy theorists who believe it's all completely fabricated and, and uh, isn't real. I wear a mask. Do I believe you should be forced to by local, state, federal governments to wear a mask? No, no, I don't. I don't think you should be forced to do anything. Include which includes wearing a mask. Should you wear a mask? Yes. Please wear a mask. You know that's it. Practice social distancing and 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 just carry on with your lives. It sucks. I look, my mask. I, I use this this um, this cleaning substance. It's like an aerosol. I clean my mask out, and it's it smells like it's it's got some sort of feminine uh, aroma to the to the uh, to the spray, and I I inhale that as I'm as I'm walking down the, the aisles at Walmart and it's just, it's gross, man. Like it's, it's nasty. I, it's gotten to the point where I, I'm like, all right, I got to find something else to clean my mask with or do what everyone else is doing and, and get one of those masks that you can actually just wash, like just throw it in the washing machine and, and, uh, and then, you know, dry it and then wear it the next day, whatever. We're, I'm so far behind on laundry. Like that thing, that mask would get lost quickly. If I did that, I, I would lose that mask forever. Hell, I can't find I have a hard time finding my boxers and a matching set of socks in our in all of our. We have like four hampers, by the way, too, where we keep all of our clean clothes, our dry clean clothes. That's how far behind laundry we are. So yeah, I don't know that using that kind of mask is going to do me any good or not. I have one of these like industrial. It looks like a mask, maybe a that a, a, a like a professional painter or a carpenter would use. So you can't really. So all you can do is spray the the. Uh, the you know the disinfectant spray and yeah okay mandatory in the state of arkansas mandatory to wear a mask i know people aren't digging that uh it will be enforced with a fine i don't i don't have the details on the fine i i agree with those who say look there, there there's times when you really can't wear a mask out in public or what about if you're walking by yourself in a park and there's no one within 100 feet of you and you're not wearing a not wearing a mask, but a police officer happens to see you walking through the middle of, well, parks are shut down, but it sees you walking somewhere by yourself. Are they going to come hit you up with a fine when no one's near you? You're practicing super far social distancing. Am I going to get tackled? No, you're not going to get tackled. Someone texts me as I'm, as I'm getting ready to set this thing up and record. I had that someone text me that I'm going to get tackled in Walmart for not wearing a mask. Now Walmart, in Sam's Clubs, you will, it is, I think that's across the country, all their stores, you have to wear a mask inside Walmart and Sam's Clubs. So, okay, that's all the mask talk I'm going to get into. Yes, wear your mask. Just, you know, even if you think it is a conspiracy, I don't know, just that way you can keep people, they're, they're, they're videoing people and posting it on social media. I don't know if you've seen the guy, he's, he's in Walmart, this was like a, a couple of weeks ago, he's in Walmart, he's looking at, I don't know, shaving cream or something. There's no one on the aisle with him except for these two women that are videoing him. And I, they're definitely more than six feet away from him, but they've got their cameras on him. He's just minding his own business. 
and they're they're so if you don't want to be that guy, I would probably just wear a mask if I were you, even if you think this is all made up. Uh, but I, I wear mine. My kids wear mine every time we go out. So I'm just going to do uh, what I believe is safe for me and my family, which I think everyone should do. I don't know that the state should be able to to tell you that you have to do anything. But here we are. Um, okay. How about Rakeem Boyd making the Doak Walker Award watch list for 2020? 2019, he rushed for an average of 6.2 yards. Per carry, 1,133 yards, total rushing, uh, and then he had eight touchdowns. He also caught the ball out of the backfield uh, 19 times last year for 160 yards. So he's on the Doak Walker watch list. That shouldn't surprise anybody. Imagine, just, just imagine what he could have done even just a year ago behind a halfway competent offensive game plan with a decent offensive line, with a quarterback to help take the pressure. I mean, think about that. He, he accumulated these numbers with seven different quarterbacks, a broken offense, a doofus for a head coach, and he managed to rush for 1,000-plus yards, eight touchdowns, 19 grabs out of the air, out of the backfield for 160 yards. No scores through the air, but still, like, He's he's proven to be a utility back who, oh yeah, by the way, averages 6.2 yards a carry. That's pretty impressive, and there's a reason why, and I believe it was Rakeem Boyd who actually took to Twitter and said he was given a a second a second round grade for the twenty for, for the next draft, not this last year's draft, but the next draft. And there's a reason why he's coming back. Or maybe that was this year's draft. I can't really remember. Uh, and that was from Rakeem Boyd. That wasn't from as far as I know, I don't think that was from any... Well, maybe he was actually quoting someone out of the media who keeps up with the draft. Maybe he was quoting their tweet. I don't really know, but that has been out there. That's been pushed out there to the public. Um, imagine what he could do if he had a, a halfway competent offense, which I think... Could, I don't know how this year is going to go. I don't know how fall, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. But I think there's a real possibility that that's going to be the ca- <clears throat> That's going to be the case. Excuse me. Wrong pipe. <clears throat> the uh, This is going to be, I think, the best offensive line they've had in four years at least. Since Sam Pittman was here as the offensive line coach, I mean, let's be real. He's now your head coach. If you don't think he's going to make the offensive line, like if, if you don't think his one of his one of the things at the top of his list to get done in 2020. Let's just assume even if this was a a regular 12 game schedule or if it's an 8 game schedule, whatever. If you don't think that at the top of his list is to make sure that line of scrimmage play is the best that it's been since he was here, you're crazy. He's an offensive line coach. I mean, this is going to be something he wants to carry with him that that you know what, you're known for this. You got to have a good offensive line. You can't be an offensive line coach at the at the level that he was. Take over a job and have a, 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 a another bad offensive line, even if it's your first year on the job. And, but but at Arkansas, that is that's the case. Your offensive line, your total line of scrimmage play is is an embarrassment in the SEC. And we wonder well how they've only won four games. Well, we don't. We know why they've only won four games. Uh, Chadwick Morris is the reason why you've won four games the last two years, but. The offensive line has been not great. <laughs> it's it's been really really bad. 
and uh, Ty Clary, Stromberg. I still think Myron Cunningham is going to play a major role. You still got Shibuya uh who's, who's going to play. You've, you've got other guys. We've just we forget about their names that that were redshirted a year ago. Uh, you've got a transfer from Notre Dame who's eligible this year. Like your offensive line, your talent is the best that it's been, along with an incoming big time freshman. The talent up front, I believe, is the best it's ever been. So that's what Rakeem Boyd's going to have to run behind this year. Now, I, I hope we get double-digit games. I hope we get 10 games. Really give him uh, more film. Give him, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously you need those games to build up your film, and I, and I hope they play at least 10 games. I hope they find a way to get to 10 scheduled games. But, uh, yeah, Rakeem Boyd. Had a, had a great year last year, all things considered. Shouldn't have had those numbers. Should not have had those numbers, and he did. You know, 6.2 yards of carry. <laughs> he should get an award just for that. Chad Morse was your head coach, and you still accumulated some pretty good numbers. All right, moving on to recruiting. Four-star wideout, Katron Jackson, with yet another crystal ball to Arkansas. That was on July 13th. This was coming from uh, 247. From uh, Horns247, Mike Roach, who's a Texas high school football insider. Mike Roach believes the six foot, 290-pound receiver will wind up being a hog. And uh, that's that's just kind of been – it's been rumored for a while, but I, it's almost like, well, yeah, but crystal balls fell on Norwood. Norwood was going to be a hog, and he committed to A&M. A&M has, has a uh, FaceTime visit with him. So what do, what do these crystal balls even matter when this sort of stuff happens? Oh, that's right. They're not you're not supposed to give a lot of weight to those kind of predictions. They're just there to look at and say, okay, these recruiters, the or these recruiting analysts are are somewhat confident that this that this kid's going to go to a school, but you know what? These are 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. You just never know. But uh Katron Jackson, yeah, I I do believe will end up being a hog. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, going to the 2022 class, we're going to talk more about them as well, but uh, Greenland High School in-state prospects, 6'4", 250-pound defensive end, J.J. Hollingsworth received an Arkansas offer. Greenland High School, how about that? How about that? If you're driving through Fayetteville and you go past the uh, Fayetteville Airport there, on your left, you're going to drive right into Greenland. How about that? JJ got an offer on July 13th. He's also been crystal balled to Arkansas. So, class of 2022 is looking really good, you guys. It's looking really good. We'll get to that in a second. The rumors on what the 2020 college football schedule could look like. This is these are the these are just kind of the rumors that have been around that we've heard that everyone have have, have I mean I'm assuming most people have heard these rumors if not you're about to hear them for the first time but these are some possible outlooks uh, the, the so here's the first one possible ten game schedule where SEC schools could could add two other teams from within the conference to that schedule so you play your regular you play your eight teams your eight SEC opponents you play those eight that you've already got scheduled. And then you add two more from the other division. Uh, that's what's been rumored out there. So like Arkansas, you've already got Tennessee and Mizzou from the SEC East. 
So then you add maybe, you know, South Carolina. And and I know a lot of people are like, well, but I thought the whole point of of playing, you know, within your conference is to prevent you from traveling too far. Look, you're going to travel regardless, even if you're sticking to just your conference schedule. You're going to do some traveling. There's been some light shined on this that actually makes more sense. The whole reason for not scheduling non-conference opponents is actually to save money. To not have to pay some school uh, a whole bunch of money, and in Arkansas's case, pay them and still get your ass whooped. That that's that's actually that makes a lot of sense. You're already losing money. You're already um, God only knows how many people you're going to be able to fill up in the stands. So get rid of your non-conference opponents and only play within the conference. That way you save money. So it's not just about the fear of of traveling to a place that has a lot of COVID around, you know. But it's also it's it's more about you know the conference trying to save money. So traveling to South Carolina, Florida, or them coming here, whatever, could that be a possibility on this 2020 schedule? I don't know. I I don't know. I, I it seems like that is the most common thing that I'm hearing. This is what neighbors are telling me. These are what people that run into me at Walmart are saying. We're going to play eight and then schedule two other. Uh, in-conference teams from the other division or the possibility of playing an SEC West opponent twice or two opponents twice. The other one is only playing in this. I haven't heard this one as much, but I've had a, I've had a few people ask me about this and just thought my, I, you know, thought my opinion on it, only playing your eight slated conference games. I just don't see that happening. I, I don't see that happening. And not to mention like you've already got the Big Ten doing what they're doing. No one, no one's talking about only playing eight games. It seems to be ten. It seems to be like the normal uh, schedule, or, or or the rumors, the most common is being that you're playing ten games. So I, I don't know that I see that Arkansas or, or excuse me any SEC program playing just eight games. I don't know that that's going to be a reality. Maybe it is. I don't know. And keep in mind, nothing. Nothing is official at the moment. And then the uh, the probably, this is actually pretty rare too, playing eight conference games and then the possibility of playing two regional non-conference games. So playing your eight slated SEC games or SEC teams and then playing two regional teams. So Oklahoma State, I don't know, Oklahoma, uh, Arkansas State, do you play if you if you do if you do if you do ten, and those two non conference? Do you really want to make those power five schools, or do you want to make them non power five? And if so, Louisiana Monroe, Lafayette, Arkansas State, those are some some options that would then be on the table if that was the case. Arkansas State could be a reality if the SEC comes out and says that's what we're doing. We're sticking to regional for non conference opponents. That actually makes the most sense to me. I would rather do that than play ten conference games because of the whole because of the, the the traveling that's involved. You really you want to really save money. Let's not have South Carolina come here or the other way around. Let's not go to Georgia. Let's stay here. Keep the games local to where fans will have access. Fans will be a lot more confident in driving to 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 Little Rock or Fayetteville to play Arkansas State. Whatever the choice is, I don't know if, how that all you know how that all ends up going about but 
fans are going to be more willing to travel here locally if you stay within the region. And I like that more. Because if you if you do take on the two SEC East opponents, then you're going to have to travel pretty far, at least for one of those games. Why not keep them here? And by the way, I believe the odds of, of, of playing these two non-Power 5s at home are far higher. So then you get those two games back in Fayetteville. I like this idea. This is my favorite of those th- th- that are out there. I don't I don't want to have to worry about, you know, if I'm the casual Joe Blow Arkansas Razorback fan, I don't want to have to think, okay, do I want to risk traveling to Georgia, you know, maybe even risking going to somewhere and, and, and getting COVID? Hey, look, we, we – <laughs> You risk your life every time you get in your car, by the way, and, and I think that you know it's. But it's it's reasonable to still have that weighing on your mind. Which so would you rather want to think about traveling to to Georgia or to Florida or South Carolina, or would you rather just come to Fayetteville or Little Rock, wherever they choose to split these two games up, whatever? So I, I like this idea more. I like the idea of playing your eight conference games. Hell, I would love it if they would just schedule four. Give me four non-conference local teams. Then maybe you can do two scrubs, and then maybe you could talk, I don't know, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Could you imagine that? Like, this, I don't, again, we don't know what's on the table. We don't know what these other conferences are thinking right now. I really haven't been keeping up with what, you know, I I know we're still waiting on some other conferences to come out and say something official, but I like the idea of playing your eight conference games and then at least scheduling two regional opponents. Preferably, you know, non-Power 5. Because, again, then the likelihood of those games being played in Fayetteville are far higher. It gives you more of an opportunity to go watch your Hawks. That's my opinion. Okay, the last thing we're going to talk about, uh, the 2022 in-state class in Arkansas comes out, and it's pretty impressive. Three, four stars already. According to 247, now this is just 247, not the 247 sports composite rankings, uh, which will be updated, I'm sure, soon when they get all those other rankings in. But right now they have Isaiah Santegna, the wideout from Fayetteville, listed as the number one prospect in the state of Arkansas. 5'11", 170. 170 pounds. They have him ranked as a top 200 prospect, 155, 17th overall receiver in the country, the number one player in the state. Like I said, Andrew, I think it's Chambly, but maybe it's Chambly. But that would probably be spelled with like the the, the fancy EU at the end of the name. But uh, he's out of Maumel. How about uh, how about the tackles in this state? You got two, and both of them are six five or taller, two eighty five or bigger. Andrew out of Maumel, Arkansas. He's rated as a top two hundred and thirty player in the uh, in the country. Keep in mind they don't have all of their their their, their numbers in. Not even just the two four seven rankings. So. Um, those two guys are the last of the national rankings, but they're still at least another four-star. But he is, again, Andrew's list is the number 21 over overall tackle in high school football in 2022, the number two player in the state of Arkansas. And then you've got uh, Emerian Harris out of Joe T. Robinson. There's a shocker. Joe T. spitting out talent. I'm surprised not. Six foot five, 307. 
25th overall player in the country. Then there's James Joyner. This is a uh, this is a kid to keep an eye on too. James Joyner, uh, six foot. I think he's closer to two ten now. They have him listed a little bit, uh, a little bit under that. They have him listed at um, at, at six foot, one hundred ninety eight pounds on on two four seven. But I think he's actually closer to about two ten. But he's the number four player in the state of Arkansas out of Parkview, out of, out of Little Rock. It's good to see Little Rock producing the talent, and uh, there's several kids out of there this year in this class. But he's looked at as the number 33 overall prospect at that position as a running back. It's always good when, when you see more than one, two uh, uh, running backs. More, more than one also. I shouldn't say one, two. One. It's good to see more than one running back also. In the top ten, and uh, there's I think there's actually three. So hang on, we'll, we'll get to those guys in a minute. And again, we're just going to do the top ten. We'll kind of mention some of the other guys. Quincy McAdoo, six foot three hundred seventy five pound wideout out of Clarendon, Arkansas. He's looked at as the number fifty eight rated prospect at that position. How cool is that? Number five player, Quincy McAdoo. Dax Courtney, number six player in the state of Arkansas. Six six two ten. 28th rated overall tight end. I know some people are like, ah, yeah, you know, okay, top 30, top 30. But look, it's still early, baby. It's still early. Give it time. Now, I'm sure Dax will put on the LBs. He'll put on a little LBs and, uh, you know, he'll gain some traction hopefully this fall, assuming things go according to, to plan, business as usual, right? Nico Dav, I don't know if this is Davalier. Out of Maumel, Nico Davalier. We'll just say that. Six foot three, two hundred and seventy-eight pound defensive tackle, number thirty-four defensive tackle in the country. Maumel's very own. By the way, on the composite scores according to two four seven, he is rated as the number three rated prospect. And he's a four star on, on the uh, on the composite. So that's that's uh wow, how about that? Number seven overall player, Nico Davalier. Number eight. Travell Anderson, there's your other running back, your second one in the top 10. Six foot, 190 pounds. He's uh, the number 41 overall prospect at that position. J.J. Hollingsworth, who we just talked about out of Greenland, Arkansas. Six foot three, 200 and they have him again, they have him listed here at 245. Have been told he's closer to about 250 plus, but he's the number 32 overall rated strong side defensive end. You go, J.J., representing Greenland. Daryl Searcy, there's your third rated or your third top ten running back. All is right in the world when the state of Arkansas is producing three three uh, Division One caliber running backs, which I think he is. Daryl Searcy, Joe T. Robinson, six foot, 195 pounds. He's considered the number 63 overall running back in the country. Speaking of... Um, Little Rock, you've got Joseph Hyman II, 5'9", 175 pounds. He's also a running back. Arkadelphia, Deshaun Davis, 6'2", 200 pounds. How about the Arkadelphia? I've been through there once. Uh, and there's Camden uh, Fairview, Camden, Arkansas. Timothy Don, that's a guard, 6'5", 280. But uh, talking about Fayetteville, you know, the number one overall prospect in the state, was uh what was is is the wide out Isaiah but then you've got Caden Turner 6'1 215 pounds who has division 1 offers Arkansas just isn't one of them yet but uh for this 2022 class Indiana and KU what a surprise both have offers so he's already got some power 5 interest 
I'm I'd be shocked honestly if Arkansas doesn't end up offering him. I think there there's a big possibility that Caden gets a, gets an Arkansas offer, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of how he slides this year in what direction according to 247. So your total amount of kids that are rated according to 247 is 20. You're at 20, and they're all on 247 three-star prospects. Um, You know, and quite a few guards on here, a, a lot of guards. Jace uh, Jessup out of Lake Hamilton, he's a he's a guard. He's uh, he's moving up. He's he's you know we'll we'll see what ends up happening with him. Uh, Mark Welch. Now look, these overall position rankings are going to drastically change. They will uh, as as they rank more and more and more kids. These numbers will drop on some of them. Some of them will go up. You know we'll try to keep you up to date there on 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 where these kids on where this 2022 class kind of their 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 evolution throughout the the rest of the year and obviously you got to have fall football got to have that happen uh god only knows um how that will affect their rankings if you don't have fall football look there's going to be kids that don't there's going to be kids that are not going to be able to play there's going to be kids that contract COVID-19 and they're going to have to be out for a couple of games or they may miss some camps they might miss some 247 or rivals camps they're not going to be able to showcase their talents so keep that in mind. This, I'm telling you, this COVID stuff, it, you talk about just a just an absolute wrench, throwing a wrench. This is a huge wrench in, into the in, into into the mess. It's just it sucks. It is really too bad that this is happening for these kids. Uh, like some of these guys, you know, look, especially those kids that are on the bubble. You know, those kids that are really working hard. Maybe they're not getting the the kind of interest or the 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 you know they're not getting noticed from some of these power five or even just division one schools for any school for that matter any any level of college they're trying to get in to get their their tuition paid for and then here's covid like it's going to really mess some things up for kids and i absolutely hate that i i hate that it's too bad um let's end on a positive note though right 20 kids so far rated three stars According to 247 in the state of Arkansas for this 2022 class, again, the number one player in the state is Isaiah Centegna out of out of Fayetteville, 5'11", 175, or 170-pound wideout. The 247 composite scores right now, there's only three kids rated. Again, you got to be careful how you're looking at these, at these reviews. And uh, Andrew uh, Chambly is the number one rated composite player. And Marion Harris out of Joe T is the number two. And then Nico Davillaire is the number three rated player in the state of Arkansas. And they're all three four stars. So we'll see this thing change quite a bit throughout the next uh, several months. Okay, that, that will do it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to this episode, to the Friday episode of the Hog Talk podcast. I'm recording this on July 16th. You know, had a small window today. That's why I had to go solo. Real small window to actually get this thing recorded. But a special shout out to my uh, fellow Hog Talk podcast, my my boys, the, both the Kyles and of course Porter. And you know what? Still, Jacob is still a part of us, even if he's working with Arkansas Fight. Jacob is still a big part of what we do here. So shout out to all those guys. Um, mad respect for them. And we're going to keep churning out as much content as we can. And, and don't forget to follow us across social media, Twitter, Facebook, 
Yeah, we're on Instagram. Just look up Hog Talk. That's with an A. Obviously, you're here. You know that. But H A W G Talk Podcast. You can you can find us just about anywhere on social media. That's it. Woo Pig Suey. Go Hogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.